That started sounding like lit, my own worst enemy. Our theme song sounds a little bit like Let's My Own Worst Enemy at the very beginning. <laughs> I'd like to hope that's part of um, Matt Schultz, our, uh, our composer's influence. <laughs> Coincidentally, one of my go-to karaoke songs, so I'm very pleased with that. That's a good one. That's a really good one, actually. Yeah, it's short and sweet. I only have one karaoke song. It's Live Like You Were Dying by Tim McGraw. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Experience Share. A Pokemon podcast starring me, Stout Tanner, Stout Lanner, Stout Lanner, yeah, Stout Lanner, Stout Lanner, Stout Lanner. That's a good one. I like Stoutland. AKA Tanner Greenring, and my co-host Wishy Josh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess there's a, a little fish Pokemon called Wishy Washy. A little bit of a cutie. Yeah, he's got cute energy. Yeah, it's like a carp. It's a carp type. Or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know fish. I'm allergic to fish. Did you know that? No. I'm not touching them. Like I can look at them. Rope the whole thing in as vegetarian. So I I didn't know you were specifically specifically allergic to eating fish. Finned fish. It would kill me to eat a wishy joshy. Well, I wouldn't want you to. <laughs> we are playing Generation 2 of the Pokemon games, Pokemon Gold and Silver. I'm playing Pokemon Gold. And I'm playing Pokemon Silver. One other fact is that I love the color silver, and I got in a fight in, like, second grade, I think, with a teacher who was like, what's your favorite color going around the room with a bunch of babies? And she said, silver's not a color. What is it, then? Exactly. And I think my retort was something like that. If gray and white are colors, why is silver not a color? And now now I'm thinking about it, and I was like, if I'm looking at like a Pantone chart, yeah. like silver is not going to be on there. Gray will be on there. Silver is gray with a sheen. Is it a shade of gray? It's a sheen. It's, it's, it's a status. It's an evolution. I don't know. Your teacher might be right on that. I didn't know your favorite color was silver. Is it still your favorite color? It's up there. I think I'm more like a forest green these days. You've got a forest green energy to you. Oh, thank you. I was thinking about this today because I was thinking about, oh, I need to dress a certain way on Friday. What would Josh wear? <laughs> and what I pictured in my mind was Josh in a particular sweater that he owned for several years that was hunter green and had like oh yeah brown shoulders. Yeah. Like leather shoulder patches. That was my go-to, like, holiday sweater. That's a good look. Yeah, you've got forest green energy. Thank you. I don't have a favorite color because I'm an adult. Okay. Speaking of shades of gray, that shade. We, this week, journeyed onward into the Johto region and made it to Gym 2. But that's for the end of the show. We should start at the beginning of our journey in Violet City. At the first gym where we just beat some dickhead named Faulkner. They got some bad pun names. Not subtle at all. Faulkner and Bugsy. Yeah, Bugsy is bug type. Faulkner is a very, I mean, you could just, how I just said it is basically Falconer. Come on. So we start our journey in Violet City. 
we finally have access to Flash, thanks to defeating Faulkner. Yeah, which was interesting because you get Flash before you get cut. Mm -hmm. I went into Dark Cave, which also, no subtlety there. And you go in there, and you make it in a little bit, and you fight a couple, like, level two Zubats, and then there's, like, a, a rock that needs rock smash. Right. So, why do we have to get Flash already? What's the fucking point? Did we need Flash to actually complete this leg of the journey? No. No. No, it's very strange. What was the fucking point? I could have just skipped this gym entirely. You do have to beat him before we can head south on the way to Azalea Town, because I tried it. There's some guy who blocks you until you have beat Faulkner and gotten the egg from Professor Elm's aid. Oh, right. And then when you do finally have those things, he gives you a miracle seed, which hopefully you talk to him because that'll be good for you. I got the miracle seed and I gave it to Gorgo and it makes her super strong. Is that right? Miracle seed powers grass type moves. So yes. Yes. Well, while we're talking about Gorgo, should we clear our level check before we get into our adventure? Sure. I actually have some Mon this week, finally. Finally, some sweeties worked out for you? Jamie and I went to go see a play on Sunday, and I was like, I'm going to have to bring my Game Boy and play it on the subway ride up because I need to play during the daylight hours <laughs> to like catch more sweeties and she was like I understand sweeties like their uh the daytime they need their beauty sleep so yeah I did catch a, a whole suite of sweeties and now I've I've got a full six-man team finally a couple of them are trash too <laughs> <laughs> not all sweeties are created equal but I did really focus on a few of them and and power them up into Quite a little team that I'm I'm pretty proud of. Do you want to start since your lineup is first in the spreadsheet that we work off of each week? Yeah, and mine are also almost all the same. So it'll be quick Okay. compared to our previous episode where I had to basically explain the plot of the OC to you. So leading the lineup once again is Taylor T. Taylor Townsend, Pidgey, still level 16. Then we have Dr. Roberts, the Geodude. Julia Roberts' dad. Is her dad also a doctor? I don't know. But I could see it. Yeah. Lord knows her dad's probably someone who is in the industry already, though, you know? All these actors. Nepotism. <laughs> but uh, Julia Roberts is actually a very talented actress, so no shit. She could have made it without nepotism, but yeah. Did she get help? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, it's fine. Everybody needs a little help sometimes. Which... Our next Pokemon, Julie Cooper, definitely did. I like the way Julie Cooper is spelled. <laughs> I'm assuming you ran out of characters. I ran out of characters, so it's Cooper, C-O-O-P-R, no E. And there's no space, it's just Julie Cooper. <laughs> I don't like doing that, but you know there's like people, they're always first and last name person. My very good friend, Jim, I think a lot of people just know him by his full name, which is Jim Bab. Well, it's fun to say. It's only two syllables. But like a lot of people just like they think of him as Jim Bab and they call him Jim Bab. If you were like my friend Jim, I wouldn't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very common name in 1948. Yeah. <laughs> Julie Cooper, Bell Sprout, level 14. Luke Ward. He's Totodile, level 16. 
Then we have the rat, Rattata. He remains at level nine. I think I'm going to get him to eradicate just to like check the box, but uh, I don't really intend to run with that one. And we have a new entrance into the team. Okay. Marissa of Marissa Cooper, one of the main characters, daughter of Julie Cooper, the it girl who dates at first reluctantly is attracted to Ryan Atwood, the bad boy. Sure. And falls in love with him, cleans up her act. She goes south several times. She has a little bit of a booze problem at some points. I think in real life, too, maybe. Is that libel? I think that was... Allegedly. True. Allegedly. Allegedly. Marissa Cooper, the... uh, Every girl wanted to be here and every guy wanted to be with her. Every straight guy. Is Bobby home right now? No, he's not. Do you want to text him? Ask about Misha Barton. Yeah. Ask if she had any substance abuse issues. Did Misha Barton have substance abuse issues? Just because I don't want to do libel. Okay, so while we wait for an answer on that. So Ghastly got a main character name. Does that mean Ghastly, Haunter, Gengar combos is a planned final teamer? Having a Ghastly this early in the game was too tempting, and the combination of naming a Ghastly in honor of Marissa was also really good because, spoiler alert... She dies? She dies at the end of season three. Sorry to ruin the OC for you, bug catchers. (laughs) Yeah, Marissa, Ghastly. Great. We'll see. I'm open to that, though. I think Gengar would be pretty fun. Gengar's got a cool thing about him. You know what I liked was in... XY, Gengar's Mega Evolution. That was a cool look. Oh, hell yeah. I really like Mega Evolution Gengar. Yeah. Yeah. And also Gengar was um was supposedly one of the I think one of the first three Pokemon ever designed, like in the concept art, which I learned on once again, shout out to Dr. Lava's Lost Pokemon. He's one of the first Pokemon you ever lay eyes on when you first fire up Pokemon Red Blue. Gengar's squaring off with the Nidorino. Yeah. Anyway, Marissa Gasly, level 12. I would love to have a Gasly on my team. That sounds great. And a Haunter and a Gengar. Don't think those are sweeties. They're not sweeties. <laughs> Even though you just spoke highly of all three of them. <laughs> They're not sweeties, though. They're like mischievous. I saw them. I encountered them. And I said, be gone, Gasly. You shan't be touching these lips with thine. Oh, I, I don't know why you would be doing that anyway. <laughs> so I just I destroyed all the ghastlies I came across with my full six Pokemon team. Oh, congrats. All sweeties all the way down and all the way up, except for one. Oh, that means I'm going to love them. One is not a sweetie, but he will evolve into a sweetie. And honestly, I don't even care about it, so I'll probably cut it before too long anyway. Intermediary non-sweeties are acceptable. I don't think I have the patience to get it to sweetie status. <laughs> And even when I do get it to sweetie status, it's like not a Pokemon I'm like super enthusiastic about. So he's just a placeholder on my team right now. Oh, okay. I should swap him out with someone else, but you got plenty of time. Starting off the team is Gilgamesh. <laughs> okay. Good. Named after, of course, Josh Felstead's favorite video game, which is Civ Six. Gilgamesh is named after the Sumerian. Sumerian king and it is a togepi 
and it's level 15. <laughs> That's a good combo. Togepi is what came out of the egg. I just box the Togepi immediately. I do think that it's a cutie. Like, obviously, I nominated it as a sweetie, but it's not for me. The reason it's at the top of my lineup is because I was trying to level it earlier. And it's been a struggle because for a long time, the only attack move it had was something called metronome. And as far as I can tell, all metronome does is a random attack. That's right. It sucks. Sometimes they're good. Gilgamesh did something today where he did something called a try attack, which blasted someone with fire, ice, and lightning. And that was cool. It's cool. The problem is that it's a normal attack, and it would be really be dope if it would randomly... Give one of those three elemental styles? Yeah, like it would be a fire attack, lightning, or uh, ice. Right. I think it can paralyze, burn, and freeze, though, which is cool. But that's the only attack he has available to him, and like more often than not, it'll just be like reflect and it's like well (laughs) so leveling him has been tough i'm not sure how long he'll last on the team but we've been having a pretty good time together so far and his evolve form is also a sweetie togetic so you could try that out you better learn some better fucking moves than metronome i'm curious in later gens once way later when they introduce fairy it's just normal flying especially i don't know not that exciting This is something that just occurred to me. It's fucked up that he hatched from an egg and is an egg. They really wanted to, like, very slowly introduce the idea of Pokemon coming out of eggs. Where they're like, you get it? Like, Pokemon hatch from eggs. This one's got an egg on it still. No, no, no. When it hatches, it, like, says, the egg is hatching. And it goes to an animation screen. And the egg cracks in half and bursts apart. And inside the egg (laughs) was another egg. It's like that gross, like thin layer that's in between like the <laughs> shell and like the the meat it's like a soft shell crab it's like oh god Ugh. this sounds like togepi's on the fast track to no longer being a sweetie with its gross soft inner shell you could make an argument where can i retract sweetie status and that would really i think so that could really fuck you over i think so maybe i shouldn't be talking ill of my own pokemon then probably not Next up is Gorgo, who you know, Bayleaf. She got up to level 21 since the last time we spoke, just through pure coincidence. Was there an overlap where you could not control her before the the next gym? No. I mean, she only made it one extra level, and I probably stopped using her as soon as she got to level 21 because I was worried about it. But like, yeah. no, she was fine. And that's... Bug catchers because you need to beat the second gym in order to control Pokemon up to level 30. And Gorgo is at level 20 already. Right. Then we have some more newcomers. And the next one, I think, might be one of my favorite Pokemon of all time. Okay. I love its look. I love its thing. I love what it's all about. I loved its first evolution, but it has already reached its second evolution. Jesus. It's named after Wilhelmina. The Queen of the Dutch. Queen of the Netherlands in the 1940s. One of my favorites in Civ Six as well. Well, then it's appropriate because it's one of your favorite Civ Six leaders. And I think it's one of my new favorite Pokemon. And the Pokemon that it originally won was, was Mareep. Yeah, a little electric sheep. And it has since evolved into Flaffy. And I just love this dang thing. That's why it's a sweetie. It's so cute. Yeah. Do you remember if Ampharos is... <laughs> A sweetie or not? No. So it's just got to stay a Flaffy. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm looking at a picture of Ampharos now and I'm not into it. Maybe when I see Ampharos out in the wild again and see the sprite, 
I think the mega evolution of Ampharos would be a sweetie. Yeah, it's got like long hair. Yeah, it's irrelevant in this situation. But it's cool because it becomes electric dragon as well, is its type. That is cool. I like Mareep. I like Flaffy. I'm happy to have Wilhelmina on my team. And I'm actually totally fine with halting that evolution when it does go full Ampharos. Good. Let's keep it that way. Next up is the king of... What was he the king of? Prussia? Barbarossa. Holy Roman Empire, I think. No, he was Germany before it was called Germany. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is Holy Roman Empire. That's not my area of expertise, but I do know that, actually, because I went down a rabbit hole one night playing as him and then reading uh, several Wikipedia articles. Barbarossa is my level 20 Pidgeotto. Already got a Pidgeotto. Okay. I'm going to have one of those. I hard-leveled Bayleaf. She's 21. I hard-leveled Flaffy. She's 20. And I hard-leveled Pidgeotto. He's 20. Okay, so then you're going to have some... Then then we get into the trash. (laughs) Okay. The next one is Cleopatra. Oh, wow. Calling Cleopatra trash. Bold. She's a (laughs) hopip. And she's level six. Okay. And she's my HM friend for now. She's the one I taught Flash. Oh, yeah. I should say my HM friend was, uh, was that Hoot Hoot. But I'm not going to dignify the Hoot Hoot with a name. Cleopatra is, of course, named after the queen of egypt yeah next up is another sort of low level level six metapod named john Curtin after the prime minister of australia from 1941 to 1945 one of my faves australia's very fun in civ six they have the outback yeah little improvements very fun so i don't know if john Curtin is long for the team he's the one where i was like do i want to take the time to evolve him into a butterfree and I'm not sure I do. Also, I don't know how evolutions work with Metapod. Is Venomoth? No, Venomoth is Venonat. No, man, we went through this in the first season. I had a Butterfree, which evolves from Metapod. I don't remember. Lana Del Rey, may she rest in peace. Right. Well, rest in box. (laughs) What level does that happen at? Ten. Oh, he's close. Oh, yeah, you definitely should just go for it. Wow, Gigantamax's Butterfree looks cool as hell. By the way... It looks so cool. Bobby just got back to me. Okay. He says, yeah, Misha Barton got a DUI. Allegedly. No, she definitely got a DUI. That does not necessarily imply substance abuse, but she was also in and out of rehab. Allegedly. Uh, That's just a cover. That's just a fact. (laughs) It's a fact. It's a fact according to some news sources, but who can say if that's true these days? Allegedly. No, we we love the free press. (laughs) So finally have a full team with six Pokemon and none of them have substance abuse issues that I know of. I mean, like maybe Barbarossa had. Is it liable to accuse a long dead Holy Roman Emperor of substance abuse issues? No. Okay. You could say whatever the hell you want about those people. Well, Barbarossa was a fucking lush. (laughs) I think it's also... Fair to say, the farther back you go, yeah, they were all drunk. It's almost certain that any like leading figure or everyone was a drunk. I mean, yeah. w- what else do you even do? There's no Pokemon for one thing. There's no. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> There's. <laughs> I'm drunk a lot, and there is Pokemon. So okay, well, yeah, well, they're complementary, but they don't even have a electricity. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's why everybody was going to war all the time. 
I went <laughs> to Colonial Williamsburg once and humble brag. They were <laughs> it's not that much of a humble brag. <laughs> they were <laughs> saying that <laughs> apparently everyone just used to drink hard cider. They were like, "Oh yeah, they would just leave apples out to like fortify and everyone would just start drinking hard cider at like 9 a.m. when they were like working the fields and then by the time they came in every night they were so drunk that they fell asleep at like sundown i mean that's the way to do it life that's That's the the way to do it if that's what you're working with (laughs) frederick barbarossa died on the battlefield leading an army in the third crusade in asia minor which is modern turkey that's cool that's a good way to go that's a cool that's a cool way to go (laughs) <laughs> you definitely want to die in like a crusade okay you're saying you want more crusades no i wouldn't bring it back but in those days <laughs> okay tread carefully we're better off but if you're gonna you know valiantly in battle that's a good one he was probably drunk too definitely ripped i'm sure yeah <laughs> okay it took a hell of a a journey to get that six-man team that i have now and it started just west of Violet City in the ruins of Alf, which we will discuss when we're back from this break. The ruins of Alf. Our first stop on the journey to Azalea Town. I entered from the north, I guess, found my way into a small shrine where there was a puzzle that required putting together. And when I finished the puzzle, it was a Kabuto. That's right, yeah. And when I completed the Kabuto puzzle, I fell in a hole and had to fight a bunch of gross little worms. (laughs) Which brings me to my hit segment. Tanner Green Rings, you make me barf Pokemon of the week. This week, it is every single unknown. They're so gross. They're little worms. They're just worms and eyeballs, and they spell letters. And here's a question I have for you, Josh. Lay down my stream bean. What if they spell the swear? (laughs) Um, This is a kid's game. They could. When you're walking through the ruins of Alf, you encounter them randomly and the letters that they spell out often seem random i believe there is one for every letter in the alphabet so you could spell whatever you want what if you're a kid and you're walking around the runes of alf and (laughs) you randomly encounter four pokemon in a row that spell like f-u-c-k right oh my god is there any checks in this game to prevent it from making the unknown spell a swear I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, they easily could have built that into the code that, like, you cannot... Don't do swears. I would love someone who's smarter than me to do, like, machine learning and have a hacked ROM automatically play where it's, like, running through the runes of Elf, like, nonstop for hours and hours and hours and just see if it ever spells a swear. That's a good idea. One of our bug catchers, certainly, all of them are talented in different ways. <laughs> One of you is like a sophisticated artificial intelligence machine learning UI expert, right? Make a computer, make the unknown spell a swear. Yeah. Randomly and coincidentally. I want to know. I want to know both possibilities. I hate these things. I don't like them either. They're gross. They only knew, the ones I encountered only knew one move, which was ancient power. 
Yeah. Which was stupid. That's their only move. They never learn anything else? They only know hidden power, and they also, they cannot learn any TMs. Hidden power, not ancient power. It's such a waste that they're like this psychic type early on. What's the point of these fucking things? There's no storytelling device that incorporates them in this game thus far. Does one come up later? Do they serve a purpose later in the game? Because all that happens is you go through the ruins of Elf and you talk to a bunch of people and you encounter a bunch of these things and that's it. And nothing, nothing of consequence happens with these things. And we're not like done with the ruins of Elf. There is a whole other section that you have to surf to, I think. And parts of it are like blocked off. So we're not done, but it was not really fleshed out very well. I don't like these things. When I was uh, bored this weekend, I kind of had an ambition to actually watch some of Dr. Lava's Lost Pokemon like video content, which I hadn't done yet. And I watched the one on Gen 2 cut content. It's like an eight minute fascinating, fascinating film. And part of what Dr. Lava talks about is that apparently the regions, which we discussed a little bit in the first season... The regions of Japan that Kanto and Johto map to, the one that Johto maps to is where Hiroshima is. Okay. So there was a conflict. Is this a commentary? Are the unknowns supposed to be like the remnants of like some sort of nuclear attack? Oh, they're like the flash shadows or whatever. I don't even know what that is. That's dark. Yeah. I guess like when A-bombs went off, and I don't know anything about this, and also it feels super insensitive to talk about in any regard, but... I just wanted to mention that. I really want to go into it. Now we're talking about Hiroshima, so what a great direction the podcast has gone in. A family show. This is a family show, Josh. (laughs) The Runes of Alf... We beat it. There's these disgusting things called unknowns in it. They're gross. Then what if they spelled out a swear? Right. Did you do anything else while you were in the Runes of Elf? I went into like what the like east wing of it, and I talked to a bunch of losers who were like staring at statues. And the dialogue for all the statues is the same. Yeah, none of them have anything interesting to say. What the fuck is the point of this? <laughs> Disregarding any potential historical parallel. Be careful. Tread carefully. I think the Ruins of Elf suck. <laughs> wow it will come back into play but like at this stage in the game i got stuff to do i can't be sitting around talking to some old man who's staring at a statue that looks exactly like every other statue in the room not interested in this whole scene no and i got out of there as quick as i could did you catch any unknowns no this will relate to a complaint actually that i meant to bring up last time i could not catch any unknowns because i didn't have any pokeballs because i was saving my money Because I made the mistake of giving my mom permission to take some of my money every every battle. And I was poor. I had like $700 because my mom's taking it. I did the mom thing too. This whole entire segment, I was just like, fuck, I got no fucking cash. Yeah. I can only afford like four Pokeballs. And I was just like, this game is way stingier with the cash than the last game. I can't even afford like 10 Pokeballs. And now I just realize it's because I've been sending off to my mom. Right. And she actually called me this session and was like, I got you a present. And it's like, no, you're supposed to be saving that money. Don't use it to buy things. I called her up and I told her to buzz off. I was like, listen, mom, I am a 12 year old boy. I can fend for myself. Financially independent. I don't need you to be buying me poke dolls or whatever bullshit. Snorlax beanbag chairs that you're going to be buying me, which is what she does. And eventually that'll be fun. But I need to make a living first. I renounced her. 
Well, it's not that big a deal for me because I can only catch one in every 10 Pokemon I encounter. Unknowns are certainly not. Oh, absolutely not. No iteration is in the Sweeties. Even if they were Sweeties, I wouldn't catch them. I think they're fucking disgusting. Onward. Route 32. We head south from the ruins of Alf. We talk to that man. He gives us a miracle seed. It's a little bit of a jaunt. There's like a dock area. Yeah, there's lots of tall grass in which to find sweeties. I did a lot of sweetie hunting out there. Yeah, I got a hop-ip out there as well. I don't like hop-ip. I encountered a couple of fishermen. Fisherman Ralph has already become a problem for me. Mm-hmm. He's called me up, I think, three times. Mm-hmm. You don't, don't talk to these people, Josh. But I know from experience that you have to talk to them because some of them give you good shit. Most of the time they want to battle you with their garbage Pokemon, but occasionally they'll be like, hey, I found this item or like, hey, this slightly rare uncommon Pokemon is like popping off. Not worth it. Not worth it. Absolutely not. I'm not going to talk to Fisherman Ralph. He's going to call me. He called me to say that the quillfish were biting. (laughs) And I went out there. Did you get a quillfish? No, because I went there and I only had three Pokeballs left because my mom's stealing all my money (laughs) and the quillfish broke all of them and then I had to just walk away. I had to made it. I'll say, I feel like the Pokemon are harder to catch in this gen. Oh, definitely. Like they made it a little more difficult. And there's more of them and they're more interesting earlier on and you can't capture them because your mom's taking all your money. And the trainers you beat give you like $180, which isn't even enough for one Pokeball. Is Quillfish a sweetie? I can't remember. No. Damn. So I don't even need Rich Fisherman Rouse help. I don't care if the Quillfish are fucking biting. No, Quillfish sucks. Doesn't even evolve. Fuck the old rod. I didn't need it. I don't want it. Yeah, you go to the, the Pokemon Center outside Union Cave and you get an old rod. If you talk to people there, that's again, you gotta talk to these fucking people. Uninterested. Uninterested. Johto is not... New York City. I mean, these people are deranged, but... (laughs) Every story you've told me about talking to these people ends with you being like, I regret talking to these people. Yeah, They pester me nonstop. (laughs) Definitely regret talking to uh, youngster Joey last week as well. I'm not talking to nobody. I also talked to this guy in like, I think on Route 33, Anthony got his number. I talked to one guy at the beginning of the game and his name is Bad Josh and he pushed me. And that was it. And then I just immediately became an introvert and I was like, no. And, when I, and I think it actually fits with Fjellstan's MO. Fjellstan will talk to one person and it's Josh Fjellstad. I am the most interesting person to talk to. If Fjellstan could get Josh Fjellstad's number, ooh. No, it'd be like youngster Joey to me. He'd be calling him a lot. I don't need that. I don't want to hear about your... I caught a new Pokemon, sir. I called him John Curtin. Is it a sweetie? Because I know Metapod's not a sweetie. Call me up when you got a Butterfree. Well, in four levels, I'll have a Butterfree. <laughs> so then we're in Union Cave. Union Cave, that's a waste. Why even name it? It's basically two rooms. Just call it Route 32. It's part of Route 32. Blow it up. Why give it a name? Union Cave, pointless. Blow it up. Just put a pathway. So instead of going through a cave, level it and we'll do a, a path over. Yeah, yeah. Okay. One of the few times I would say Johto needs an Eisenhower administration to build a bunch of highways. Get rid of this. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's the Johto New Deal. Yeah, FDR would have gotten rid of this fucking Union Cave. Blow it up. Put a highway in. People need jobs. 
Put a highway in a statue. Exactly. And when people drive by, they'll salute it. Non-problematic statue. Yeah, of like a Union soldier saluting the flag. And there's an eagle. Just as long as it's not an unknown on that statue. He's saluting an unknown, and the unknown is spelling jizz. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. That's what veterans have fought for. Veterans of whatever wars happened in Johto and Kanto. <laughs> this Memorial Day, butt catchers, this Memorial Day, go out, find four unknowns spelling the word jizz and salute them. Salute them with all your heart because that's what they're fighting for. Exactly. All right, so we get through Union Cave. It's very quick. We fight one hiker, and he's got, like, diglets, so who gives a shit? Then we go to Route 33, which is pretty short. That's where I got Anthony, hiker Anthony's number. Don't talk to these people. (laughs) I went up to this guy who I recognized from the last game I played as being a member of Team Rocket. And he was standing outside a little structure, and I went up to him and he said, the well is closed today, move along. I noticed that. I was like, it's weird that they gave these characters Team Rocket sprites, but whatever. It was fashionable. It's all black, good little hat. Could have just been a little fashionista. I feel like that's problematic. (laughs) Dressing like Team Rocket because it's like cool and fashionable. Yeah, that is kind of like a little fascist. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. And then I go into town, Azalea Town's right there to the west, Mm -hmm. and I go into town, and there's another Team Rocket guy blocking the gym. I noticed that. And I can't get in to fight Bugsy, so I gotta do some bullshit. And then I'm hearing all around town, hearing, I'm not engaging these people, I'm just hearing. In the swirl. Yeah. And I'm hearing about this guy called Kurt, and I'm wondering if Kurt can help me get into Bugsy's... Yeah, I seem like a little bit of the elder of the town. Probably know what's up. So I go to find Kurt, and he's in his home. And it turns out Kurt makes custom Pokeballs. That's right. Like bespoke Pokeballs. You give him, like, specs. You give him berries is the arrangement. Yeah, and he has a little berry tree right behind his house that gives you a white apricorn. It's apricorn specifically. Okay. They're different colored apricorns. Yeah, and there are seven different types in each one, but you find throughout the region, each one makes a different type of ball. You collect this apricorn, you go to him, and you say, one unique Pokeball, please. And instead he says, I shan't. And he runs off to go do battle with these villains in the Slowpoke Well. He doesn't have time for capitalism. He needs to fight terror taking over this town. We should make a statue for Kurt. (laughs) Yeah, Kurt. Let's put a Kurt statue. Everybody will like that. He's standing with one leg up on a pile of custom bespoke balls. Yeah. And he's saluting jizz. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sometimes there are things more important than balls. Wow. Very profound. Anyway, he runs off to Slowpoke Well, and you have to chase him. And you get there, and it turns out it is Team Rocket, and they weren't defeated by Joshua and uh, Mr. Squirt. They're back up to their old tricks. They're back, and they they moved to Johto, and they found a new foothold in this new region. 
And Joshua, this Joshua, was aware. He felt something when he encountered these Team Rocket people for the first time. Something in the back of his head was like, I, you know, I, I, I love the OC. I love watching the OC, and I love playing games like Civilization VI. But perhaps there's a higher calling. Perhaps there is something that must be done. And he didn't know why, but it felt like he had to do something, and that's why he leapt down that well. Kurt also does that. But then Kurt hurts his back. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt jumps down the well, hurts his back, and says, Uh, Fjallstan, I need you to go on without me and defeat all these scrubs and save the Slowpokes, who apparently Team Rocket is cutting their tails off and selling them as delicacies for 10 million Poka credits apiece. Yeah. Some guy on the route down was like, Hey, do you want to buy a Slowpoke tail? For $10 million. And I said, no, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. And I said, wait a second. Just a little taste. <laughs> Will it help down there? I kept yelling that at my game. I was on the subway playing. And I was like, Will the slowpoke tail help me maintain an erection? <laughs> it's and the, he wouldn't answer. It's the uh, the Johto hymns. Yeah. <laughs> hymns. Hey, we're eventually we're going to need some advertisers. Hymns. <laughs> yeah. Perfect spot for you, Hims. Advertise here. Your name Your name here. These guys are cutting off tails of Slowpokes. You and Kurt are Slowpoke champions. Yes, you, you mop up in here. I do think one thing that's fun is that you run into Jessie. She's down in, in the Slowpoke well. Yeah, I feel like that was like in Gen 1, they did the Rocket characters in the game. And then the anime came out. And then they're like, we should do the anime characters. Yeah. And they do in the in the remakes, they build them in. Like, let's go just straight up has Jesse and James and the Meowth running around. That's cool. So then we save the we save the Slowpokes. We don't get one, which is bullshit. You think like one would volunteer to like be our friend or whatever. Yeah, I mean they're roaming around the town. Right. Which reminds me, that's a sweetie right there. A tailless slowpoke? No, the ones with tails. Okay. I wouldn't say no to one without a tail, but I prefer the tail because I want it to be able to evolve into a slow bro and a slow king. Okay. It's normative. I mean, you got plenty of examples of sweeties in the real world who don't have tails, like Manx Cat, for example. Those are sweeties. Yeah. They don't have a tail. My dog, Hercules Mulligan. Yeah. He's a Brussels Griffon. He's he's not supposed to have a tail. But ours does. That's also fine. They usually dock that breed's tail, but ours, they just kept it full tail. And he's looking fly as hell with that big tail. He wanted it. It was part of his personality. Yeah. Slowpoke was already a sweetie on the list, and Slowpoke is making its debut as Joshy Sweetie this week. I love the little icon. Yeah, they have a great overworld sprite. Yeah, and there there's several of them walking around Azalea's town. And they're just so cute, the little icon, the little overworld icon. Yeah, they've got their little white feet, mm-hmm. and they're pink. They got big eyes. The sprite, I guess, if you didn't go back into the well after freeing the slowpokes, you can go in there and capture them. And the sprite 
is really what triggered me. The like in battle sprite as well. It looks like a dog looking for like a belly rub. Oh, that's cute. It's kind of like flopped over. It's more active than the slowpoke sprite, which is pretty cute also in, in Gen 1. Good already. Yeah. But in Gen 2, it really comes out swinging. Very cute. Yeah, sweetie. Okay, great. And I will go back and catch one now that I know that it's available to me in that cave. Yeah, pick that up. All right, so let's get to Bugsy because I do have to get home to my teething child who's having trouble getting to bed. Okay. Bugsy is the gym leader in Azalea Town. She? Bugsy. They? Bugs. I think Bugsy is non-binary. They have bug type Pokemon, Bugsy. They've kind of got like a Peter Pan vibe. Like an all green tunic, green hair. A little bit of a Peter Pan vibe. Yeah, maybe maybe they're like an eternal boy. Yeah, but also a little bit of like Tinkerbell in Hook. Yeah, Julia Roberts. Uh, oh, wow, full circle. It's good. Full circle. They surround themselves with bug catchers, including one called Bug Catcher Josh, which <laughs> I, thought, I thought was interesting. I was hoping you would not notice that. <laughs> And is that you? I don't know. It's unclear. That's just another acolyte of the Joshua yeah. uh, lifestyle. I, thanks to Barbarossa, made very short work of all of these dang bug-type trainers. Yeah. There are more in, in Gen 2, but it's still not super robust. We get Ladybaw and Spinarak. I kind of like Ladybaw. Ladybaw's got a sweetie energy to her. That's a sweetie. Well, I can't wait to encounter one in the wild. I might make it part of my team. Ladyba and Ladian, it's evolved form, are both sweeties. So great. It's a good option. Then Bugsy themselves has a Metapod and a Kakuna. That is standard fare. They are both level 14. That was easy because I had Taylor Townsend. Gusted. I mean, let's be honest. Gusted everyone in this gym. Yeah. It was easy. I, I also threw in Dr. Roberts a little bit because Bug also not very effective against rock type. Okay. I was surprised I did not remember that Bugsy closes with a Scyther, level 16. Yeah, very strong ending for Bugsy. Yeah. Scyther is a good catch. I don't know where Bugsy got that, but I was impressed. Especially at, like, level 16. They probably, like, raised it from, like, an egg or something. Because that, you know, that's where Pokemon come from, right? I recall. Yeah. You beat Bugsy. They give you the Hive Badge, and they give you TM49, which is Fury Cutter, and they allow you to control Pokemon up to level 30, and they allow you to use Cut outside of Battle. Gets us out of the jam, because we're going to have to go west into Ilex Forest. I don't know if you talked to a man, the Cutting Master, already. Here's what happened to me. I went into Ilex Forest very briefly just to see what it was about. Yeah. And a man tried to get me to catch his far-fetched. It's apprentice. And I could not do it. <laughs> I tried for a little bit, and the far-fetched just ran away from me a bunch. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do this right now. Okay. Well, you are going to have to do that to proceed. Well, I, I went back and, and defeated Bugsy instead. So I guess that is now my next task is to go into Ibex Forest. And there's a big talk about some guardian spirit. Yeah, I was reading about that. I, I think we'll delve more into that lore in the next episode because it's kind of a deep dive. Our hands are going to be tied by not playing Crystal. Okay, interesting. Yeah. All right, well, we'll deal with that next time when we get through Ibex Forest on... Ilex. Ilex? Ilex Forest. Ilex Forest en route 
to Goldenrod City. Goldenrod. Oh, Goldenrod's next. Goldenrod is dope. Goldenrod is like the saffron of this game. You get it early. It's like the big town. Bustling. Yeah. Where will we be facing Whitney, who is, I think, a like normal Pokemon series favorite. Yeah, Whitney. Even I feel like I know who Whitney is. It's another one that we will not be Googling. We will not be Googling Whitney, the gym trainer. Okay. <laughs> Probably not her Pokemon Miltank either. Oh, 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 oh. We're, we're not Googling her because it would. It's going to go off the rails real quick. What you're saying is, are you in the right headspace to receive information that could possibly make you horny? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Harm or make you horny, depending on like where you're at. And that's fine. Either one. Fine. I'll, I will not Google. <laughs> I will not Google image, at least, search gym leader Whitney. No. We also defeated our rival this week. I do not have time to talk about it. My son is screaming, crying, and my wife is taking care of him. That's but fine. I he was easy. Handily defeated him. He's a joke. Bad Josh sucks. Ghastly Zubat and his starter. A waste of time. Next week, Goldenrod City, gym leader Whitney. We'll see you then. Rate and review the show on... Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify and throw us a follow. Tell your friends about it. We've got a Twitter at expsharepod on Twitter and Instagram. We make things for you every week, too. Josh makes a little audiogram. I usually do the level check. It's a lot of work. I'm up late on, like, Monday nights thinking of it. So please do throw us a follow. Thank you for joining us, bug catchers. My name is Stout Lanner a.k.a. Tanner Greenring, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Wishy Josh. Wishy Joshy. Wishy Joshy, a.k.a. Joshua Failstead. Josh, butt catchers, smell you later. Smell you later. <laughs>